0: Dun, 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 dun. The decade, man. Coming to an end. Um, I'm still... I'm still broke. Oh All no. right? Oh don't no. have a wife. Don't have a kid. Can't afford a wife. Can't afford a kid. Still renting. Still, you know... <sighs> when is it going to change? When is life... Gonna have my back. Okay, I'm just joking. Life has always had my back. I'm feeling blessed, you know? Nine years ago, I graduated high school, told teachers that I would be here in five years and there in five years and blah, blah, blah. None of it came true, but I'm still happy. Why am I happy, Trevor? Because you're
1: here with me oh, on another episode
0: of Silk and
1: Filthy, man. Cheesiest shit ever, man. Like
0: People couldn't tell that that was coming. But you know what? This is part of the reason why. I'm happy. Let's talk some hockey. Let's talk some bullshit. Let's do it for the West Coast.
1: All right, all right, all right. Whoa, Welcome whoa. all you silky studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy. While you're listening to this, I am enjoying the beautiful beaches of Australia.
0: Ah, oh, man, you lucky son of a bitch. Okay, so earlier today, I did say that to my friend. I called him a son of a bitch, and he said he hasn't heard that in a long time. And yeah, that's a, that's a weird way to curse someone, you know? Hey, by the way, welcome to Silky and Filthy. You're you're home for puck talk and bullshit. You're a home of the West Coast bias. You're a home for the show that's gonna put Siri on the map. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. I have to seal the intro, man. Hey, you can seal the intro, man, because it's you know,
1: it's it's not just my show. It's our show. Woohoo! One of three, by the way, on the Nux
0: Misconduct Network, okay, man. Okay, hey, but maybe by the time this comes out, there may be a fourth one on there. Ho ho ho!
1: I can't wait, man. I can't okay, wait to, okay. to throw one in another beautiful podcast. while, um, you know. Frolicking on the beaches of Australia, man. It's gonna be a sick time.
0: It's Australia. Be a sick time. Okay. So have you, have you looked at the menu? Have you looked at what you're gonna be eating in Australia? Is there anything unique out there, or is it kind of you know westernized? Well, I mean, I, I know. Have, I, you, have you ever heard of Vegemite? Yeah, it's fucking it's nasty. My, my
1: uncle is Australian. Uh, okay. I eat a lot of food, man. Like I, I'm the kind of guy I'll eat anything. right oh I yeah. Had, I had the nickname garbage can. Oh, me too. Because I would eat absolutely anything. But yeah, I, I met this Aussie girl when I was in Europe and okay. she made me try some Vegemite.
0: Mm, nasty. It was so bad. Yo, what was, is that? It, it has to be a thing that... It's like salty tar in a jar. ...only is appealing and satisfying to those of Australian descent and something scientifically or biologically, they're the same shit, inhabits that person and they're able to gain those taste buds that make Vegemite an attracting, an attracting bite because I'm with you, bro. That shit is absolutely fucking disgusting it's gross and people are gonna take offense to this and i'm sorry it's just food chill the fuck out but it's nasty
1: nasty man but one thing i am gonna try is kangaroo and i'm, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying on, to that's write that's so man. mean bro i'm trying to write the nice kangaroo steak fancy restaurant we have it we have that planned out man one of my friends there who we're seeing who we used to work man. at a nice restaurant in brisbane what? i'm trying i'm trying the kangaroo steak what? hell
0: yeah Okay, you can get that here in Vancouver. You know that, right? I know, but it's not not the same. It's not the same, right? Because think about that. Kangaroo dies or gets butchered, and then it has to fly all the way here. Yeah, it's just not as fresh
1: for sure. Hey, fun fact. What's up? Australians are the only people on Earth that eat their national animal.
0: Wow. Wow, we don't eat beaver out here?
1: Have you ever had a beaver?
0: No, I haven't, but I've, I've, I've had I've a e- I've eaten
1: a few beavers in my life, if you know what I'm talking oh, about. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> okay, one last thing before we move on to some puck talk. Once again, you're oh, home for puck talk and bullshit, so we do this. If you're new to the program, this is what we do. We bring something new to hockey, okay? Anyways, do you know the little chant an Australian does?
1: What, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 oi,
0: Let's do it. Aussie. O- oh, okay, okay. One, two, three. Aussie, 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 Aussie. Aussie. oi, 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 oi. No, right. was not bad. Not yeah, bad. Yeah, was okay, okay right. let's go. Okay, well, what this we episode, the
1: this is a decade wrap-up episode. Woo-hoo! We're going to talk about the top ten players of the decade, all in my opinion, man. So if you got a problem with it, come at me, whoa, Kyle, whoa, listeners, whoa. whoever, whoa. come at me. Let's go. Come at me. But I'm going to start with uh, a, a couple notes on guys who didn't make the list, uh, and we're going to throw in a couple other tidbits like this throughout the episode. Break up the list a little bit. Take uh, some breaks. I did not have the Sadine twins on this list. It was, it, it was a tempting option.
0: This is West Coast bias. You know what? Pause. Put down the music. You're going to not put a duo. You can even combine the two into one slot. You're not going to do it. What we saw this decade, I know it was early in the decade, very early at the beginning of the decade. I know it was a long time ago, but these two are identical twins. We will never see it again in sports. I'm telling you right now, never, ever, ever, and I'm not saying this because I'm from Vancouver. I'm just a big sports fan. And hockey, a sport that doesn't get enough attention, this this moment right here in 2010, and you might as well name 2011 too, where, where Daniel won a scoring title. Henrik won in t- 2010. That happened back-to-back seasons where identical twins on the same team in the same city won scoring titles in a professional sports league. That will never happen again. You're not even going to give these guys the 10 spot? Are you fucking kidding me? Where are you from? Know your roots. Can they, they both the t- have the 10 spot? Yeah, I mean, they can. On. Might as well.
1: No, that's not right, then. There's two different people, man. You can't just lump them together man. like everybody oh, else, man. Come man. on, this
0: is the West Coast bias, man. You can't just you can't just put them in the same slot. They're two different people. Oh, man. It's the West Coast bias. You should put them in the same slot. And, you know, come on. Give, give the Sadine some love. You know what? I already did give the Sadine some love, all right? Yeah, man. I'm practically a Sadine. all right? My old CDC forum account. What was it? Hank to Dank? Hank to Dank. Man, oh, yeah. Come on, man. Sexy. Come I'm on. I really turned on when you said that. I'm not hey, going to lie
1: uh, a, couple right. more, a couple more notes on guys who didn't make the list. Claude Giroux didn't make my list. He was fourth overall in points in the decade, though. Ooh. That's kind of crazy. Call, yeah, Claude Giroux, a lot of longevity, a bit overshadowed. A bit underappreciated. Exactly. But uh, And I underappreciate him on this list, too, because he's not here. Uh, John Tavares, uh, six overall in points, uh, hit 700. He's uh, again, yeah, he's not
0: a top 10 player of the decade.
1: No. Nope. No, not at okay, all. Okay, okay. Agreed on that one, man. Nice. Okay. I like that. And I wanted to mention this, too. I thought it was a pretty interesting note. The only guy of the decade to play more than 100 games and not score a goal. Do you want to take a guess of who it is? It's a former Vancouver Canuck.
0: Okay, so to, to play 100 games and not score a goal.
1: In the decade, yeah.
0: In the decade. <laughs> former Vancouver Canuck? Damn, that's a great question. Okay, I'll
1: give you another hint. Some people think he's the best defenseman in Canucks history.
0: Matias Olin played 100 games this decade? Yeah. Oh, man, I know he signed that that deal with Tampa and he just, his knee was messed up forever.
1: Yeah, injuries hit him, but it was an interesting stat. Only guy of the deck.
0: Only guy.
1: Only guy to play over 100 games and not score.
0: Dude, that's a great stat.
1: Yeah, it was 106 games without scoring. He actually won 138 without scoring, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the 2009-2010 season. But we're talking from January 2010 onwards. So, yeah, poor poor Matias. Uh Not quite the best defenseman in Canucks history, now that we got Quinn Hughes in the fold, but that's a story for another day, Kyle. Oh, yeah,
0: he'll be on the list 10 years from now.
1: All right. Well, well, let's get right into the list, man. And um, this is the spot you might want to put the Sedins in. He's the only guy on my list who doesn't have a cup win, but I have Steven Ooh. Stamkos. Ooh. At 10th overall on the list. And hear me out. Fifth in points, 710 points. Second in goals. You want to talk, you talked about how Claude drew is underappreciated. Steven Stamkos after all the injuries, all the bullshit he went through early in the decade, smashed his leg, broke his leg on the post. He's second in goals, and he's going to stay second in goals. I know we're pre-recording a couple weeks before the actual end of the decade, but 360 goals in the decade. The next closest at third place is 315. A pretty amazing decade for an amazing player who, to be honest, doesn't get a lot of love. Probably part of his no cup wins, part of it's because Tampa's not a huge market, but Steven Stamkos, a hell of a player, and in my, in my opinion, a bit underappreciated.
0: This is your list. And, and I got to tell the listeners this, okay? It, it's been on record many times, and if you're new to the show, welcome. How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Happy holidays. Hope your decade begins well or and, and ends well at the same time. Okay, I, I took a bit of a break from the world of hockey. I would say a, a two-and-a-half-year break where I was in and out of the game. Very, very, very in and out of the game. So, yeah, yeah. Trevor had to make the list. It it only made sense if Trevor made the whole list. I'm just here to to debate. I know I missed those two and a half years, but if you're going to exclude the Sidines, who I think can come as one on this type of list, on this type of program, a program that's that's based in the West Coast of Canada, if you're going to take them out of this list, this decade list, and put in Steven Stamkos, who, yes, I know, scoring goals. Good for you, buddy. Second in the league. In goals in 10 years. Great stat, buddy. But does he have a twin? Does he have a fucking twin? Did they win scoring titles back to back? Did they do something that that is never going to be seen again, Trevor? Yes, 300 and what? 50 goals?
1: 360 goals.
0: So he's averaging, you know, 36 goals a year. Okay, great. Good for you, buddy. No twin. No scoring title. He might have won a... Did he, did he win a, a Rocket around that time? Didn't he have that crazy year? Was that in two
1: thousand nine? Oh, yeah, that might have been before the beginning of the decade. I'd have to actually look that up. But yeah, here, that was crazy. Here, part of my my logic here is a lot of the guys in these lists they just have more success throughout the the whole ten years. Look, the Sadiens were the, some of the best players. I'm talking in the league. about
0: a magical moment, though, bro. This is magical. This is a ten year review. We can't just focus on one moment. Magic, magic is beautiful. <laughs> okay, again, 2010, 2011... What we saw, we will never, ever, 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 ever see again. But anyway, Steven Stamkos, have your seat, man. Have your seat at the ten spot. Go ahead. It's Trevor's list. My name's Kyle Bound. This is Trevor's list. Don't come at me. Go ahead, guy.
1: <laughs> come at me. Uh, here we go. Steven Stamkos has two Rocker Richard trophies. The first one was the beginning of the decade. 51 goals in the 29, uh, 2009-10 season. Okay. And then he hit 60 in 2011-12. Okay. And then injury started to take its toll. But you know what? Very consistent hockey player. Amazing hockey player. Kyle, you're you're probably not going to like a few names on this list. It's okay,
0: man. That's why, you know, you have a strong opinion. I have a strong opinion. That's why we're on this program, Silky and Filthy, together over here on the Nuximus Conning Network. Just continue the damn list, okay? Okay. And before
1: I get to the rest, because all of these guys on the list— Actually, no, okay. Only one guy on this list doesn't have a cup of the remaining uh, nine here. Okay, cool, cool. I got number nine— Chris Letang. Whoa. Chris Letang missed a lot of time. He's got a lot of injuries, too. Again, I think Chris Letang is a bit of an underrated defenseman. He's second in playoff points from a defenseman at 65. He's got a cup win on the resume. He's fourth. A couple. Well, yeah, but not... not. He wasn't a,
0: really part of the, one of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, it was the second cup in 2017 that he's more of a part of. Um, He's fourth in regular season points among all defensemen of the decade. But all the guys ahead of him have played at least more than 100 games than him. Part of the reason is he's overshadowed by Malka and he's overshadowed by Crosby. And I know playing with those guys, it helps him pad the stats a bit. But honestly, Chris Letang is a hell of a hockey player.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying he isn't. I'm going to keep it short, right? He doesn't have a twin. They didn't win back-to-back scoring titles. Um, Number eight, damn, of the decade. Number nine, number nine. Number nine, sorry. Number nine of the decade, Chris Letang. You know what? Again, I skipped some years. I got to give you the benefit of the doubt. You're seeing something that I'm not seeing. You're watching more hockey than I'm watching. This is your list. I'm going to be nice to you. You're my brother. I love you. Okay, I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm not going to get that mad at you. All I'm saying is 2010, 2011, Twins won back-to-back scoring titles. Never, ever, 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 ever happening again. I'm pretty sure we will see another Crystal Hang down the road.
1: All right, man. I like it. I like your bias. I like your West Coast love. Let's go. West Coast, Vancouver, baby. Let's go. All right, I'm breaking up this list with a couple other tidbits here, so I'm going to go with uh, the players with the five most games played this decade.
0: Okay, just, a no. little little break from the list. I like this, yeah, man. I'm You're just, creative, man. We're going to
1: do this. We're going to do a few of these.
0: No marijuana smoking today, and you you thought of this? This is what happens when you hammer your head down onto your commu- computer screen and get to work, buddy.
1: Well, I'll see if some of these names on the list surprise you, but the the games played leader of the decade at the time of recording. I mean, it could change a little bit, but impressive nonetheless. Phil Kessel, Phil the thrill. People talk about Phil playing soft hockey, but the fact of the matter is he's never been injured, and he's played every goddamn game this is decade. Is Phil on the list? Nope, Phil is not on the Whoa. list. Whoa. No, Phil Kessel Phil on the Phil Kessel
0: list. isn't on the decade list, but Chris Letang is.
1: Yeah, that's my bias, Listen man. to well, that. Let's go.
0: Fair enough, go. Hey, def- go defense is an underrated position, man. People hey, are always underrate defensemen. You've watched more hockey than me. That's all you got to say. Next time I yell at you and get pissed off, just say this. Who the fuck watched more hockey, buddy? Keep your mouth shut. Come back and me next decade. It's nah, all good. I, I just like watching
1: you get know, angry, I'm listening. Man. I like watching okay, you get can, angry. Okay, continue
0: the list. Continue.
1: Kessel leads the decade with a 778 games played. Yandel's next. Keith Yandel, another guy, Mr. Consistent, just puts up the points, makes the money, all that fun stuff. Oh, 776. Yeah, he, he never misses a game. Nah, man. Patrick Marlowe 774. Blake yeah. Wheeler, 771. Great and then player. Andrew Cogliano. Somehow some way made it into the top five on the games playlist this decade. Well,
0: my good friend, our good friend, Nick Bondi, always brings up a point on how a player in any sport is really, really valuable if they can stay healthy. It doesn't matter how good you are, but if you have a healthy body and you're in the lineup all the time, it's less stress for the organization. There's more familiarity built between you and the coach. Those things are really important. I mean... Yeah, we, we, we feel bad for the guys that, that, that can't stay healthy. Sometimes when a guy gets injured a lot, we, we tend to make that a part, of, a part of who they are. You know, we throw the luck or the bad luck outside the window, and we're just like, yo, this guy is just an injury-prone guy. Stay away from him. Hey, may sound mean, but it's facts. Health is part of your attribute. It really is to the world of sport, to whatever sport you're playing. So Cogliano, somehow, some way, he just stayed healthy, man.
1: Just ate healthy, man. And that's what hey, the NHL's a grind and it, it is. It's very rare for guys like that to go that long without being injured. So you know, just exactly. want to give a little
0: shout out. There you go. Andrew, the cog. Cog? Nice.
1: I don't know, man. It's all right. Yeah. You might hate this one, man. Okay. Number eight, Duncan Keith. I don't Chicago. hate it. You, Oh, you don't hate it, eh? Wow.
0: Unreal player, bro.
1: Well, yeah, I'll throw a couple numbers at you. He's Crystal Tang was second, but he leads all defensemen in the decade with seventy five playoff points. Uh, Obviously, got the three cups. His average ice time in the playoffs, 28 minutes and 45 seconds. He's played a ton of hockey. Can you blame him for for losing a gear towards the end of the decade? No, you can't. You can't. He's played so much hockey, man.
0: He is one of the best players of the generation. Even if you want to go back to the 2000s, like the last 20 years, Duncan Keith, he's in that mix. He's in the top 25. He's in the top 20. That's how good this dude was. And he has three cups. And now you just brought up the fucking playoff minutes. Yeah, the dude deserves it. A big part, a huge part of what they did. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm being 100% serious, okay? This ain't this ain't nothing against Captain Serious, But who would you rather have in their prime? Jonathan Taves or Duncan Keith? And I think the easy answer, yes, the easy answer is Duncan Keith.
1: Yeah, I, I would actually agree with yeah. you on that one. Honestly, I think a lot of people are coming around to the fact that Taves is a bit overrated. Oh, Although, you, you may see him on this list.
0: He may come up. Yeah. I don't think he's overrated. He is what he is. He's really good at being captain series, and it's led to three cups. You have to give him the benefit of the doubt. All I'm saying is, is that Duncan Keith, I would much rather have that type of player in his prime than Jonathan Taves. And I, I could argue, make a good argument, that Duncan Keith was more valuable to those cup runs than Jonathan Taves.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Taves did a great job of being a great leader. Job. He was great a Great job. leader. and Not, I think not that, easy to do. Yeah. And that's Sean through. Uh, I think just in terms of, you know, the regular season performance, he's not even a top 25, top 50 player of the decade, I don't think. But when you talk about the cup wins and Jonathan Taves, it's uh it's a different story, man. Like three cups, like that Chicago core, you know, they were, they were a mini dynasty, three cups in five years. It was uh pretty insane what they were able to pull off there in the windy city. Um, Guess who's number seven on the list, man.
0: There's a million players, and I missed a couple years of hockey, bro. It's your list. Oh, we just talked about it, man. It's Captain Sirius. Uh, it's John of the days, man. Okay, 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 okay. Maybe I should have had Keith over him, man. What do you think? I think, yeah, of course. I just said it. Yeah, of course. 100%. 100%. Um, that is maybe some of your your hate, well, your past hate for Doug and Keith, you know, chicken winging. Is that how you say Chicken winging?
1: Chicken wing it? I I guess so. You know
0: what he did to Daniel, right? That little pop with the elbow? Asshole. Uh, End of the season. Is that what we call a chicken wing, right? One of these? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. the chicken wing. Okay, so when he
0: did that to Daniel, yeah, I was younger at the time. I was pissed. I was swearing. I've never swore at a TV screen that much, and we've seen a lot of crazy things happen with the Canucks in this decade, including a fucking Game 7 loss. But I do remember when Duncan Keith did that to Daniel— I was pissed off, so I'm saying that maybe you're holding that to a high regard, and that's why you're putting Taves ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's so much that I just, you're right. Maybe it's some bias on the fact that Taves was the leader of that hockey team, and people forget how good he was too. On their first Cup one, he won the Conn Smythe in 2010. He had 29 points in 22 playoff games. Again, just an incredible hockey player. Like he, he, he I think he got a bit overrated. We brought that up. Because Malkin got named ahead of him on the top 100 greatest players. And that's a fair point because Malkin is hands down a better hockey player. And that Man. was a mistake.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, pfft, pfft. That's just rude. That <laughs> Malkin did something to the NHL that we don't know about. Because you don't... He doesn't even need the cups to justify that. If you watch this dude play and he's battled injuries, he really has. Yet anytime he, he hops on the ice and he has the puck, it's... He's fucking dangerous. He's that good. But we're here to talk about Captain Sears. Okay, let's stick to the damn schedule. Johnson Taves. Yes, I took that break from hockey, but I also, you know, watched a lot of Chicago Blackhawks in my time in this decade. Great leader. Uh, I knew he was gonna make this list. Now, now I can kind of put the puzzle pieces together. I, I'm pretty sure we may hear from another Chicago Blackhawk on this list. We we did kind of undermine his abilities and where he is on the on the scale of someone like Malkin. But, yo, being a leader is not the easiest thing in the world. In fact, those intangibles and the ones that Jonathan Taves has, I don't think you can be taught those things. You know, he he's born a leader, and that's what's part of his... his what's the word? His skill set. His skill set. Say what you want. It is. Because it's above and beyond a lot of people in the league.
1: Exactly. There's not a lot of guys who can do or have done what Taves has done in the league. He's still 15th in points in the regular season throughout the decade. Pretty impressive stat. Uh, And 5th overall in playoff points. Yeah, that's impressive. One guy, actually, and this might surprise you, there's four guys above uh, Taves. Uh, Three of them you'll see later on this list. But the 4th overall scorer in playoff points in the decade, Logan Couture. I'm not surprised. Sharks have played a lot of playoff hockey, and Couture's been He's a fucking
0: baller, bro. Logan Couture and the Sharks, you could argue, they've made one Stanley Cup final in this decade again. I will say, and this happened the decade previous, one of the more disappointing teams of the decade when it comes to talent and not getting the ultimate result. That should be the standard there in a, in a, in a city that's had a hockey team for a long time now. Logan Couture, this decade, in the playoffs, was was sometimes must-watch television. He really was.
1: Yeah, he's incredibly uh, incredibly clutch in the playoffs, too. He's got a 14% shooting percentage as well, which is pretty high compared to most guys on this list. Damn, bro. It's uh, a pretty incredible stat there, man. But uh Not enough love to make the top 10 BG list of the decade, but, uh, you know, just a little shout out there. Um, I, and I'll lead into this, and this is another little aside here. Um, before we get to the rest of the list here on Silky and Filthy, six guys to go. But I wanted to point out the five most players or the five most games played among players in the playoffs in, in the, the playoffs.
0: Damn, we doing this? Okay, let me guess. Let me guess. I miss some hockey, but let me guess of go the decade. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go. Well, Crosby and Malkin. Nope, neither. Okay. Um, Taves.
1: Nope, no Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is proof right here. Uh, the listeners, uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, I'm not at my I'm not at my prime. Okay, I, did you watch Dragon Ball Z back no. in the day? You I never mean, did a
1: couple episodes, but I wasn't like a hardcore Dragon Ball Z fan. I was Anyways, I haven't reached guy. my yeah. final
0: form yet. Okay, but you got to give me some respect, right? At least I came back I, to the game before honestly, the decade. There, there's ended. some surprises on
1: this list. Yeah, go.
0: I'm gonna get. I'm gonna butcher this and get it. Get it even more wrong. Okay, let me just let me just guess again. Okay, let me take another stab at this. If I get Do this it. one wrong, say the whole list. Fuck, this is hard, bro. This is this is hard. Um of the decade. Yep. Um Damn. Uh Patrick Marlowe. No. Uh Roman Yossi? Nope. No. Nope. Okay, go. Roman Yossi. I don't know. I just man. like I was I was lost there. I just oh, threw us hilarious. on like, you know. Come on, man. I know. Bad. I just represented the the franchise horribly there. Number five, Ryan McDonough. Okay.
1: Hundred and seventeen games played. Okay. Number four, Patrice Bergeron, not a huge surprise, 118 oh games. Uh, number three, not a surprise, but not the first guy you think of, Chris Kunitz. 119 games played in the playoffs. Woo! Chris Kunitz, man, made it work for a long time. Number two, again, not a huge surprise, Zidane O'Chara, 119 games as well. But the number one guy
0: in playoff games in the decade. Give me his initials. Let me, let me get it. Let me get it.
1: C H.
0: CH. Whoa. What?
1: Think HBK if that rings a bell.
0: Uh, Carl Hagelin? Really? Carl Hagelin. <laughs> no way.
1: 128 playoff games in the decade. Hey. Leads all NHLs. Yo, hey. You are Carl Hagelin, you know?
0: Carl Hagelin. Congratulations, bro. That's great. You know, you got traded to many good teams along that, along that ride in the decade. Yeah, good for you, man. Good for you. And the Rangers, you know, they were doing their thing. You know, at least get into the second round, get into the third round. You know they're doing their things. They're piling up the games. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And they always had some tough series, so we're piling up double-digit games. All right, makes sense. Yeah, it's
1: uh, it's mainly New York, Pittsburgh, and then Washington, right? He didn't play a ton of games for Washington in the playoffs last year. Only seven games. Got was a deadline acquisition, but yeah, man, this guy just he went on some runs. You know, uh, unbelievable man. Just just an unbelievable guy. He made it past the the second round. Let's see, One, Dude, the two, dude has three, some incredible four. hair, man. Yeah, two Stanley Cups and pe- went past the, the second round five times.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Can we just take a little break from hockey for a bit? Of course.
1: <laughs> hey, there's some bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> two things, two things. I just realized, end of the decade type of show, we just talked about some hair. Carl Haglund, great hair, great flow. In this decade, I must have had at least three or four different hairstyles bro. Oh man, you had the flow going at one point. Had the flow, had the top knot, had I think I had braids too or like yeah, I definitely What? Went, yeah, dude. You Is
1: that you're in your non-hockey phase? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was your rebellion against hockey. Just put in the braids. No, it for was a bit. cool.
0: Like I liked it, man, but um damn, just looking back and right now I have really short hair. I have, I have the hoodie on right now. I haven't got a haircut in quite some time, and to be honest, I'm going through a little phase in the last three or four weeks where I'm like yo maybe I should just kind of grow out my hair just a little bit play around with a bit. I-, I don't think I'm gonna completely run it run the course of that of that decision but I- I'm missing the flow sometimes I'm missing how how nice it felt to be in a shower running some shampoo through that hair. okay second thing we're talking a lot of hockey here. this is your home though for puck talk bullshit. We're talking about the decade. I want to talk about the top th- the top foods of the decade. I didn't even know this okay. list existed, okay? So I'm looking at redbookmag.com. They have 25 foods here of the decade. We're not doing that. We don't got time for that. We got to talk about some hockey. But uh, I saw some unique things here, okay? Some things that that kind of, what's, what's the right word? I don't, I don't even know what the right word blew is. But anyways. Mind. Blew my mind. Exactly. Okay, the chicken gyro. This is just a donaire. This was one of the foods of the decade. I thought I just ate a lot of donaires this decade.
1: You know what? It, it, it actually brings back some good memories for me. I had a lot of gyros in Greece. Like, that was Ooh, one of the, the big foods How there. good were they? Oh, they were amazing, dude. Amazing. Probably amazing. fresh as food. They fuck. call them euros over there, which is weird.
0: Oh, awesome, bro. I could just imagine going to Greece, and Greek Greek food is just absolutely yeah. amazing, yo. You know what? I'm a big, big Indian food guy. Stay, stay, stay true to my roots, but I will say, and I completely mean this, man. Greek food or anything mediterranean it is up up there number 2 so fresh so delicious so delicious okay so the doner made the all time decade list for for food we also have this okay where, where was it this this is what is this fresh <laughs> juice i see fresh juice on wow. this list as one of the biggest foods of the really? decade and fresh i'm juice? thinking um like was that? What? That, that did not just
1: come. I, I think like processed juice came out more in the last ten years. You know,
0: like fresh juice. But maybe this was a uh, this was a thing on like social media. You know, maybe with the whole fit industry oh, yeah. taking a loop. And yeah, yeah, true. And, and like, like everyone's buying
1: juicers and stuff, buying now.
0: juices and fresh juices and like you know creating their own fucking smoothie recipes and whatnot. What is in your ideal smoothie? Ooh, let's go with. Uh, Quick, man! Two fruits, beets, three fruits, kale
1: and avocado.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was quick. Wait, what? Can you say that again?
1: Yeah, beets, kale, and avocado. Fuck are you, combo. drinking
0: that shit. Where's the? Where's the
1: peanut butter? Where's the
0: chocolate? Where's yeah, the, that's no, like, we just like the sweetness coming from, man. I guess the beets a little, right? Yeah, beets are kind of sugary. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm okay, a big we, beet guy. Ironically, you did say kale. Now kale did oh, make kale, this list yeah, too. Kale's
1: a trendy fucking food. Oh,
0: trendy as hell. And they were making chips out of this shit too earlier in oh, the yeah, decade. Oh yeah, I make kale
1: chips. They're delicious. They're delicious. Dude. They're yeah.
0: delicious. All those, all those. Healthy foods and this decade, I guess we saw the 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 uprise of those organic stores. Yo, those those chips that are a bit expensive but a hundred percent organic, made out of kale and shit, they're delicious. They're great, especially after a joint. Great, great. Now we see next on the list pumpkin spice. I'm not gonna front. You know? Yeah, I'm a dude. And and sometimes us dudes, for some reason, because some of you are dickheads out there, you know, they get made fun of when they go to Starbucks and they have a nice sugary drink. I fuck with the pumpkin spice drinks. Why not start your morning off with, like, 700 calories of something delicious? It tastes like a dessert. Yeah, man,
1: why not? I'm down. <laughs> they, they, they're delicious. I don't, I don't drink a lot of, like, sweet coffees and stuff like that. I'm much mm-hmm. more of, like, a like just a little milk-in-the-coffee kind of guy. I'm the but, same you know, way.
0: I'm the same way. I, nice I, I just drink the black coffee, but... You know, sometimes you got to treat yourself, okay? Sometimes you you don't got to be that strict. Go live your life, and you'd be surprised. Sometimes if you start your day off, you know, with something really bad for you, but, you know, you just satisfy yourself, it, it may set the tone for a great day. Okay, next, we got micro brews. I never got this shit, okay? I go to the fucking liquor store. I usually get the same things. I don't understand any of the language when it comes to a beer. I don't really know the difference between, a, like, an IPA and what's the other dark beer? Like a stout? I, I just give me the damn beer, okay? That was big and last, last on this list. What do we got here? Sliders? What the fuck? Sliders were, were very popular this decade, I guess. As yeah, an appetizer. Remember, Actually, that's true. That's true. A, a,
1: uh, A&W had the Buddy Burger. That was a big thing this decade, too. Mm,
0: there you go. Okay, so how often are you getting sliders?
1: Pretty much never. As
0: an appetizer, never?
1: I would just get the burger, to be honest. Okay, and who's I eating think the sliders la- are overrated. Okay, let's
0: say we got five on the plate here. Who eats the last slider? Do you do you offer it up or do you just take it? No, oh, I offer it up. I'm a pretty generous guy. I just say. take it, man. Let's Mr. move nice on with guy. the list. move on to the list. What do we got? Number Number six coming number six, up. Man. Number he,
1: six. He's the only guy on this list left who doesn't have a cup. I think you might guess who it is. It's Connor fucking McDavid. Thank and Con- you. And Connor McDavid, a special exception. Especially, oh man, giving me props even no, after all those deans off? I man. was thinking
0: you were going to leave this guy off the list because there's no cup and he just, you know, he's played what the last four years of the deck, which well, is a he lot He got that's, drafted that's, in 2015, right? Yeah, so. yep. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. He's been here for like, yeah, parts of five years. Yeah, deserves to be here. In fact, I would put him in the top three, but, you know, okay. Good stuff. Yeah, good not, stuff. Not well,
1: bad. Just not quite, doesn't quite have the resume to be a top three guy for yeah. me, but he's obviously, he's, he's, Probably the most purely talented player since Wayne Gretzky, in yes, my opinion. And this yes, is, and we yes. got a lot of other talented guys in this list. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: He's he's been part of the transformation in the game too, and I think yes, we'll talk yes, about yes. it on the on the top storylines episode of the decade too. Uh, I t- I've talked about before the 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 Cup final that changed the game, but you know, in the latter half of this decade, the game really did change, and Connor McDavid, he was a big part of that because I think when you have players that skilled that play the way he does, like he does, it changes the game a bit. And you have guys that obviously don't have his skill because he's one of a kind, but I think of guys like Matt Barzell, Mitch Marner, some of these guys that just beat you with blazing speed and amazing it's, puck skills. Yeah. Elias is another guy too. 100%. So again, Connor McDavid leading the charge for a new generation of hockey and just one of the most purely talented players we've ever witnessed in our lifetime.
0: For the fourth or fifth time, I took a break from hockey and I think one of the bigger reasons why I you know, decided to... Take the the media side of things more seriously with the game of hockey was because of someone like Connor McDavid. I do believe that he is going to take this sport to a level where Ovechkin and Crosby couldn't for whatever reason. M- McDavid is just better than those guys, and and that may offend some people, offend those in the the hockey world who who stay loyal to those who have played a lot of games, who have won cups like Ovechkin. And Crosby. But McDavid is a better hockey player, man. He really is. He's going to do more for the sport than those two. I guarantee.
1: Yeah. I would say
0: combined, bro. Like, he's going to do a lot of things for the sport. The talent is is unreal. We said this on a previous episode. Put this guy on national TV in the States whenever the Oilers are playing.
1: Oh yeah. Incredible talent, man. I'm sticking in the Pacific Division for number five. And no, it's not a Vancouver Canuck. It is Man. the Slovenian monster, Anze Kopitar. Okay. Again, doesn't have, you know, he's, he's only, looking at the list here, he's 19th overall in playoff points in the decade. But the Kings, you know, they haven't played a lot of playoff hockey later on. But again, two cups.
0: They count for cups, something.
1: They'd really do. You know
0: what? I will say this, Trevor. I'm, I appreciate the way you've orchestrated this list now because the more and more deeper we get, you actually value... Earlier Parts of the decade. Now, I did come at you for not, you know, valuing what's his, what the city's doing. I, I still am offended a bit by yeah, it. Oh, uh, that's okay? fair, that's fair. But you are still playing homage to what's happened early. A lot of people in this new day and age of 2019, 2020, they have, they have what? Very, very short memory. They don't give a fuck about things they, they people are just filling up their lives with the, the, the latest things. And for you to just go back in time and, and do this... You're good for the game of hockey, man.
1: I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the love you're giving me there. Um, yeah, Ante Kopitar, obviously, it's not just, it's the all-around game. It's the all-around game. You know, he's good great at both ends of the ice. A couple cup wins. Puts up a ton of points, too. And it's part of the reason why I, I left a guy like Patrice Bergeron off the list over a guy like Kopitar. Kopitar, I think he's a better offensive weapon on his own. He's got more cups. And you can make an argument to have Bergeron over, over a few guys on this list. But at the end of the day, it's my list, man. Come at me if you don't like it.
0: Wait, 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 wait. You, what, Bergeron's not on this list? Nope. What are you going to say, man? <sighs> Keep going, man. This, this, you know, people are going to come at you. And I can't wait. It's going to be great. I've already embarrassed myself many times on this decade, this end of the decade podcast where I'm supposed to know, you know, more than I more than I do know about the game of hockey, and you just told me that Patrice Bergeron is not making this list, and Anze Kopitar is, and keep going.
1: I will keep going, man. I certainly will, but before I do that, I'm going to take a break with another. Well, you want to take a break first? Is that what you want to do?
0: Sure, let's take a break. Let's want to add, okay, what do we got, the top five coming up? Uh, next next Pop. up, I got best point per game totals in the playoffs uh, of the decade. Uh, okay, so we go we doing another list before we get back to the main list because that's what we do do a over list here. A list. On silky and filthy, you're home for puck talking bullshit. You're home for the West Coast bias. You're home for the people that are putting Surrey on the map. You're home for what else? Trevor Bags and Kyle Bowen and, and yeah. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Peace.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Yes, Silky Studs. All right, so we're going to talk about the five best point-per-game totals in the playoffs of the decade. And part of the reason I wanted to do this is to highlight some of the guys who perhaps haven't won a cup, who who have had some success. So I went with minimum 25 games played, so you've had to have had a, like a couple years of playoff hockey experience. Um, and there's, there's a couple familiar, well, they're all familiar names, but a couple surprises, I think, in my mind, for sure. So I'm going to start it off with Number five, Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel, man. An absolute playoff stud.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. 1. I respect it. I respect it.
1: 1.05 points per game. 24 goals in 41 playoff Incredible. games. Incredible. A big part of the reason why Pittsburgh what won two cups back What this dude did
0: for a guy like, ironically, a guy like Brandon Tanev, you know? Now, obviously, he's not the same type of player, but I think when Pittsburgh is signing a guy like that, they they think that there's a chance that... He can become a, a Gensel type, with the likes of someone like Malkin, and just just all around the league. I mean, Gensel, who, you know, on top of being a scrappy a scrappy player, and he he is skilled. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think he's more more knowledgeable about the game of hockey than both those things. To to play with an elite player like Crosby, and I guarantee sometimes. And actually, I I saw a game where Crosby Crosby wasn't in the lineup, but Malkin was this season, and Gensel took over with Malkin, he just knows what, what to do. Some of those players, bro, that, that are those scrappy guys and they get that opportunity, they don't understand that they still have to give the puck to the dude all the time. And just just go, go out there. Figure it out. You'll get it back. You'll make plays. Gensel is just, yeah, he's, a, he's a talent, man. He he really is.
1: Yeah, certainly, man. And like you said, he's he's been a big part of the Pittsburgh lineup with Crosby out earlier in the mm. month. Um, he's just, he's one of the league leaders in goals this season too. Like he's just putting up the tallies, man. Jake Enzel, absolute stud. Uh, number four, I got Ryan Getzlav, 1.06 points per game, 73 points in 69 playoff games. A bit surprising to see him here. You know, the Ducks have been a perennial playoff contender, uh, but obviously their only cup was in the previous decade in 2007. So but Ryan Getzlav, I do think it gets a bit underrated. He's obviously towards the end of his career now, but pretty impressive numbers in the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm Number
1: three, then. All right, nothing to say there. But number three, Sid the Kid, man. Sidney Crosby, uh, 123 points in 115 playoff games. You know he's coming up later on this list, obviously. Let me get to number two. Here are a couple surprises. So I had minimum 25 games played. Number two, Mike Camilleri, 1.12 points per game in the playoffs this decade.
0: Damn, I remember in 2010 when he played for Montreal, he was just ripping apart Washington.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and like yeah. Camillary, man, it's you know, he's a guy that's obviously gone a bit for and he's been out of the league for a while now. Um, but yeah, you're right. He just had some amazing playoff performances that decade. Look, he's only been those really only come from that Montreal year. Yeah, <laughs> look at the stats, he stat th- here. Thirteen goals in nineteen games with the Habs in uh, two thousand nine, <laughs> two thousand ten. And then he got traded for Renee Bork. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you want to you know how he padded his stats after that was the following year in 2010 11. He had 10 points in the first round when Montreal lost.
0: Holy so, just shit. a couple. No, he was a playoff player, man. He had that good one team in the slot. Yeah, he was a great player, man.
1: And um, number one in this list, I think we're going to see this guy put up a lot more playoff points this decade Nathan McKinnon. Oh, yeah. twenty nine Gamer. 29 points in 25 playoff games. So, he leads uh, my, my little category here with 1.16 playoff points per game. Uh, look for Nathan McKinnon to play a lot more playoff hockey in the 2020s. Okay, we got to get back to the list. Four names left. We've mentioned this guy a bit before. It's Pittsburgh Penguin Evgeny Malkin. Again, he should have been on the play, on the top 100 list of oh, all time. 100%, 100% that a was damn a, that shame was a an damn embarrassment shame. for the
0: fucking game of hockey, man. Absolute embarrassment.
1: And you know what Malkin's he's had a lot of injuries this uh, this decade. I think he, what he hasn't played more than 70 games in a season or something like that. Regardless, he's missed a lot of hockey. He's still ninth overall in points in the decade with 687 points in just 596 games. Again, we're doing this a couple weeks before, so that might change a yeah, bit. Yeah, but you yeah. get the gist. Okay, I he's get the gist, man. He's a fucking stud.
0: Hey, we're doing it for the people, man. You're going to Australia soon? Hey, we have to do what we have to do.
1: Yeah, Kenny Malkin, man. What what can you say, man? Oh. Not
0: much. He's, do- he's a dominating player to watch. He has the swagger still. Yeah, he... You can't doubt the dude. can't doubt him until he turns 45 and is unable to play the game. I I honestly think that's how good this dude is because he seems like one of those guys who later in his career, which, you know, you could argue is now, he still has the smarts and the direction to, to do whatever he wants on the ice. That's how good this dude is, man. I remember his first year in the league. It was, yeah, a ways away from the beginning of the decade. But anyways, it was just his rookie year was fucking crazy, bro. What a player. Yeah,
1: and you know what? He, he won the Conn Smythe in the last decade, too. So he's already fourth on this list, and this is not even including mm-hmm. the damage he did in the previous mm-hmm. decade. Uh, during their second cup win in 2016-17, let the Pittsburgh Penguins with 28 points in 25 games. Absolute stud of Genny Malkin, man. Uh, unbelievable player, man. Just, I love watching him play, too. Oh, yeah. You know, he, so good. He so lit good. up the Canucks for what? Like five points, six in points period. in that game? <laughs> <laughs> in a period? It just seemed like a
0: period. Oh, man. Still, still just, doing uh, it. Still doing it.
1: Just too crazy, man. Okay. Number three. I'm going with Alex Ovechkin. Oh,
0: damn shame, dude. <laughs> got to give this guy number one. You want to give Ovi number one, eh? Yeah. you. Okay. Hey, it's your okay. list. It's your list. I took years off. Remember, man. My list wouldn't make sense. I, I Make sense of this. Number three. Go. I
1: heavily debated putting... Fucking Canadian. I heavily debated putting Ovi at number two. <laughs> I think there's a clear cut number one and we know who he is. But I heavily debated putting Ovi at number two. He, he he's the only player who's going to hit 400 goals in the decade. Don alone is incredible. 434 goals at the time of was recording this. He's probably going to be at like 440 by the time you're listening, uh, with us recording. <laughs> 440. <laughs> A couple <laughs> weeks before we go to Australia here, uh, I go to Australia. I didn't, think, I didn't you're not coming. No, no, no.
0: I got family there. Let me know if you want to visit them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm down, man. Definitely, I, I'm. I'm gonna party with the Bowens, man. Okay. Let's go. Okay, Some, uh, they're
0: not Bowens. They're other Hindus, but
1: uh, uh, whatever. I'm calling. Yeah. I'm calling them the Bowens. Fair enough. Uh, and Ovi, obviously, when when he finally won that cup, that was personally one of my favorite moments of the decade. Oh yeah, that Ovi might be number
0: two. Number two, I think Quinn Hughes being drafted by the Canucks is number one. <laughs> what well, about no Patterson, no Patterson love. You know, c- That's conversation for another day. All right, all right. Ovi, unbelievable moment. What a happy moment. I would argue, you know I'm saying? that or I, I wouldn't even argue. I, I'm going to say this and I stand by it. And I said this to, I don't know if I said this to you or if I said this said this to another hockey group chat. I think that what Ovechkin accomplished towards the end of this decade, that includes a cup, includes still being the same motherfucker every single year, scoring goal after goal after goal after goal, and now being in the same conversation, the same breath as Wayne Gretzky when it comes to the goal scoring debate and how it's going to end out before Ovechkin retires. I think that Ovechkin, yes, Ovechkin, This may, again, he's in the same breath as Gretzky. Crosby isn't. Ovechkin may be the better player, man. He may be the better player when it comes down to it, and that surprises me. I remember earlier in the decade and just even the mid-2000s, I was such a Crosby fan. Young chap, Crosby was the next guy. And don't get me wrong, he's lived up to the hype. He's done more than live up to the hype, which is extremely hard to do. Ovechkin, though, again, to be in the same breath as Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, his records were never, ever, ever supposed to be touched. Heck, Connor McDavid is probably not going to touch uh, a uh, Wayne Gretzky, a Wayne Gretzky record. Ooh. Hey, it might, it might be a, an Ovechkin record by the time it's all said and done for McDavid. Isn't that remarkable? We were we were told those records were untouchable.
1: Yeah, we were. I, I'm I'm honestly pretty convinced that Ovechkin's going to break Gretzky's record. I'm convinced, I think, too. I think it's something on his mind, too. He's won the Cup, mm-hmm. and I think that's something in his mind that he wants to do. I
0: feel as if he wants to do it for Russia.
1: Yeah, perhaps. He's a prideful or he just wants, dude. Maybe just
0: wants to do it for himself. Do it for yourself, but he's a very prideful dude, too. And I, like, there's a rich hockey history in Russia, a really rich one. And imagine that if a, a kid from Russia came over to North America and took away one of Gretzky's record. And we're not talking about some some lame record. We're talking about most goals in NHL history.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a big deal, man. That's a that's huge a deal, and he's deal. in the
0: same breath. So, Ovechkin better than Crosby? I think so.
1: I don't agree with you, and I'll tell you why when I when I get to Sidney Crosby on this list. But I'm going to break it up. we got two spots to go here on the best beauties of the decade here on Silky and Filthy. Uh, here's another top five I got for you. Another list within a list. Top five... Most penalty minutes in the decade. Okay, let's go. All right. This is, the, I think, the only... Well, there's a couple players on here who got some skill. Number five, Wayne Simmons. Great 964 player. at the time of recording. Good player. Number four, Tom Wilson at 965. Damn, he caught up quick. Well, oh, look at this. Okay, wait, <laughs> yeah, Wayne caught... Simmons, at the time of recording this, 752 <laughs> games played for Simmons, 486 yeah. for Tom Wilson. A lot of those games. Not even kind close, of... man.
0: Damn.
1: Uh, and a couple other guys here... Uh, also, our sub-500 games and make the list. Uh, now we're getting over 1,000 penalty minutes. Derek Dorsett, number three, with 1,104 penalty minutes and 442 games played. Shout-out to Derek Dorsett. Uh, what a ended fucking early. beauty, man. Yeah, what a beauty. Absolute beauty. Career
0: ended early for, for playing the game the hard way, the real hard way. I was about to say right way, but that was that would just... Yeah, we'd, we'd be canceled, for sure, if we said <laughs> that. Um, Yeah, Dorsett, man, uh, I remember that... One year with the Canucks, where he just piled up the penalty minutes like crazy in the beginning of the year. Yeah. And it was probably part of the reason, unfortunately, why his career had to end. Well,
1: I think what, what a way to go out, too. I know it was a, it was a, it was a terrible way to go out, but yeah. he led the Canucks in goals. At the time. He yeah. had to retire. Yeah. Like, uh, he still had some skill left. So it was sad, but absolute warrior out there. Uh, and I know, like, I don't want to glorify violence and penalty minutes, but these guys, they were warriors. Warriors, man. yeah. Put
0: their bodies on the line each and every night. I don't think you're, you know you know, glorifying it or putting it on a pedestal when it shouldn't. It, it is what it is. That was the past. Like, sometimes you can't run away from what was hockey, you know? It is what it is. And Derek Dorsett, easy for me to say, I don't think he regrets any of his career. So, it is what it is. Derek Dorsett, hopefully everything is well. Get healthy, live a long life, spend a lot of time with your family. You're number three on the all-time, well, the all-decade penalty list. All right, and number two, uh, a guy that's been retired for a couple of years now, we forgot about Chris
1: Neal, eleven hundred and thirty-seven penalty minutes in four hundred and forty-eight games, and this guy, Cody McLeod, I can't believe this guy was playing as as early as last season. But Cody <laughs> McLeod leads the list with twelve hundred and seventy-eight penalty Greasy minutes dude. in the decade. <laughs> Greasy
0: did, uh, yo, know, he seemed like a guy that was heavily favored in the room. So, hey, good for you. He had to make a living and. I don't think it's fair for us to really judge how he made that living.
1: Well, look and, at the career he had. I mean, yeah. in the decade alone, he played over 600 games, so more than guys like Bro. And, and didn't Neil. this guy
0: get a thousand games in his career? No, not, no, no, he's
1: at 776 in his okay, career. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, but that's a lot of games. There for you a guy go, guys.
0: Once again, Kyle is wrong. I have to come into 2020 a bit stronger. I got to finish a couple books on this on this winter break, and I got to end. You know what? I'll say this, Trevor. In 12 months, when we when we do some sort of listing at the end of uh, next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna be hitting at an A plus. The hockey world, hear this, okay? Put the fucking music down. Hear this, you guys are in trouble. When I get my shit together, we're in trouble. Everyone's in trouble. Who knows where my life is gonna go you when some, I get this hockey game going? You know?
1: You got some scary music on
0: that pad or what? <laughs> no, I, oh what? Whoa, 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 whoa! I'll say this again. The NHL world, everyone that's doing podcasting, writing, broadcasting. We're coming after you. We really are, and especially because Trevor's picking up all the weight. We're doing a hockey program. We're doing a hockey network. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like a B minus here, a C plus. But wait till I catch up. I thought that was gonna be a scary laugh. Not gonna lie. <laughs> that was more like, I know more about hockey than you. <laughs> uh, yeah. totally just trolled myself.
1: Every, every time I out-nerd you, we can play that laugh, man. Jesus Christ.
0: Man. Wow, I just cued myself up, said the most intimidating things in the world of hockey, and <sighs> we're still coming after you. Continue
1: <laughs> the list. Even after that, eh? we're still coming after you. All right, well, number two, uh, this is the guy I really debated uh, switching Ovechkin with, but I, I kept him up there. A lot of us the playoff success, but Patrick Kane, still have a hell of a hockey player in his own, oh, yeah, right? Man. Uh, he won a con smite this decade as well. Uh, he won a hard in 2015 16. When the Art Ross in 2015 16. Put up 100
0: points last year. Like, 110 won- points and, last year. And nobody knows. <laughs>
1: yeah, know? and, exactly. He's playing on a bad Chicago team. And, you know, he's just still doing his thing. And he was, he's one of the most slippery players in the game. And, you know, he, even though he wasn't a big guy in a, in a time where there was still some big boy hockey going on, just an
0: absolute beast in the playoffs. Well, yeah, you could say that Patrick Kane. Revolutionized hockey over this decade because he's not the most outspoken guy, and, and yes, he's had you know times in the past where he's brought some trouble into the world of the NHL. And I do think it should be said that he's somewhat changed from what I can see, changed his persona and became a better person, and that's yep. that should be celebrated as well. We don't have to remember all the bullshit. Celebrate how he is now, and it seems like he's gone gone better as a human being. And at the same time, possibly better as a hockey player. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And possibly better as a hockey player. And I'll say it again: Patrick Kane revolutionized, well, helped revolutionize the game of hockey over the decade.
1: He's second all time in the decade in the regular season in points. He's also second throughout the decade in playoff points as well. And obviously, three cups to boot. We have three Chicago Blackhawks on this list, and let's be real—they
0: all deserve it. That was that
1: was the dynasty of the decade. First
0: ballot Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah, hands Three down. Them. Three uh, of them. All right, man, let's wrap up the list. You know who it is. It's Sidney Crosby, man. Leads the leads the, the decade in playoff points with 125. And here's one point I wanted to bring up with you with the whole Ovechkin debate as well. Do uh, it. You know, you know. I think with Ovechkin, everyone thinks he he's... Well, he is more dynamic. Like, when you watch him play, there's more holy shit moments with Ovechkin. Not to say Crosby doesn't have those moments, but Ovechkin with this combination of his shot and his size... He just stands out a bit more when you watch him play, but the numbers—let uh, me throw this at you. Crosby played, uh, let me look at it here. Where'd he go? Crosby played a hundred and thirty less games than Ovechkin, and he has more points.
0: Yeah. That in itself is—that in itself is pretty incredible. It says a lot. Man. It says a lot, and we, one more cup.
1: Yeah, and one more cup. Well, one more cup the decade. Two more cups in total, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. Cros- Crosby won two cups this decade.
1: Two cups a decade. I mean, three more all uh, time. Like he's got two sorry, more cups for the Sorry, no best sorry, one all sorry. Time. sorry yeah. yeah. Heard
0: you wrong there. Yeah. Okay, Crosby. Yeah. Okay. He deserves to be in the top two, top three. Yeah. He deserves to be on the top spot of many lists when it comes to, to talking about the best players of the decade. A great ambassador of the game. I think he. I think it should be also celebrated that this guy was able to change the way he played based on you know you can say concussions or just age and and is still so dynamic and most importantly. Helps his team win games. Yes, the big reason why Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh and has been able to be Pittsburgh and win Cups and stay consistent over a time where you see turnover always happen in that organization, where you see Jack Johnson get signed to long-term deals, where you see Eric Goodbranson go in there. It's it's Crosby just being the leader he is, being the player he is. He makes everyone around him better. We talked about Jake Gensel, all right? Jake Gensel, I guarantee this guy gives Crosby a million bucks after every year. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Something like that, man. Something Crazy. like that. Crosby's a yeah, great player. Great player.
1: Unbelievable performances. Even you look at the playoffs uh, in 2017-18. That was the year where Washington finally mm. beat them.
0: Mm-hmm. He was killing it. 21 points yeah. and
1: 9 goals in 12 games. I remember that. I
0: remember that. He was going off.
1: Like he was doing his best to go for the three P, you know? Yeah, he
0: was. He was. It just wasn't
1: meant to be, obviously, but
0: what a great series. Do you remember that series? Oh,
1: it was it was maybe one of the best series of the decade.
0: Dude. It went to game seven and went to overtime, didn't it? It was game six. Game six. I think it was game six overtime. Was it Kuznetsov, too? Yeah, it was we watched it here.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. we watched it together at least somewhere. Somewhere
0: I don't think we had the spot.
1: Yeah, I don't think we had the studio yet.
0: No, no, we did. I did watch it here. Oh, okay. it, it was okay. it was different okay. because that was what April of twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, that's yeah, when that's the May. first May. Yeah, that's the first year we had the spot. So yeah, Crosby gets the number one spot. You want to say anything more on his behalf?
1: Number uh, one. I Talk more can. about him. He's number one, man. I, I, well, I think the the main thing I wanted to say too is we almost lost Crosby. You know, there yeah. was a while where people thought Crosby's career was going to be done. Twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah. And what does he do? He comes back and he's over a point a game player oh, in every man. single year.
0: You know what I? I got to say this about Crosby too. I I remember because this was around the time where, you know, the Canucks were were popping off and I was still in that that young 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 age under the age of 20 loving the game of hockey, knowing everything about the sport. Do you remember how Crosby was looking before he got his first concu- like that first big con- concussion? Bro, the dude was ripping it up. He was yeah. yo. I could be wrong with this if you have the stats in front of you, wasn't he on this Connor McDavid level like pace that season.
1: Yeah, he was. He had 37 points in 22 games. Holy
0: shit, dude! And that was a different NHL, bro.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It really was. And I, I think that just the ability to rebound and still be a player <laughs> at that level is, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So he can't. He he missed almost all of the 2011-12 season. Uh, he well the next season was lockout short. but he missed 12 games, which is what's a quarter of that season. Um, but he's played over 75 games in each season until this year where he had a hernia surgery. But in each of those years, always over uh, a point a game, always at least 80 points and 200 points season to his record as well.
0: Yeah. And man, you, you talk about a dude who changed the way he played in order for his team to have success and, and found a way to do it, you know, at a point in his career where you would think it's hard for someone to just change their style up. But Crosby's just too smart. He's too great generational, you know? And he was able to do it with such ease. And you just you just brought up the game's play number. Getting up to an age and, and battling some concussions, you would think that this guy would do something like some load management. But that's not that's not what happens in the best game on earth, okay? No fucking load management in the NHL. You would think that that dude would deserve it. If the, if the organization ever went up to Crosby and was like, yo, you can take some games off. We, we made the playoffs. We're going to rest you for the playoffs, a season where you absolutely tear it up. Crosby would say no. Yeah, hands down. Hands down. That's why this is a beautiful game. Beautiful game of hockey, yo.
1: Yeah. Lots Unbelievable. Of, lots of love for Crosby. This was his decade for sure in my eyes. Um, and we'll probably see it changing the guard the next decade. You're going to probably see guys like McKinnon. McDavid's oh, probably going to yeah. lead it. Dreisaitl. Probably. Elias Pedersen.
0: You put McDavid on that number one spot in 2030. When When we go over the decade that's just about to come, you can already put your mortgage on it, okay? <laughs> I, you know, how many more points is McDavid going to have to the second guy in ten years? I yeah, would say upwards of two hundred. Wow. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Two hundred. I'd say that's kind of bold. It's bold, and I say a hundred is... It's
0: only one hundred if it's Leon Draisaitl. Honestly, that's that's the way I look at it, man. That's how that's how high I think of a guy like Connor McDavid who is going to lead the next decade into. What I hope is the most prosperous moment in NHL history. I'll fucking say it. I'll put it out there. It is going to be the most prosperous moment in NHL history. It's gonna happen, and you're gonna have us leading the charge as well. Here from beautiful Burnaby, British Columbia. Woohoo. The faces of Surrey, British Columbia. Yee-hoo. Come on, we're gonna do it too. You're home for puck talk and bullshit, silky and filthy. Yo, Trevor, great list. This program is impossible for a couple reasons, man. If you didn't, if you didn't follow my lead and drop out of journalism school at the time where. You know, both of us were absolute hockey nuts. That's how we fucking met each other. And I and I do remember the exact moment where Crosby came back against the Islanders. I was taking English in the same school that we... We went to the same university. I was taking English. It was a late class. Crosby played that game. Standing ovation in, in the... What was it called before? The console? Oh, no. The igloo? I don't even know. I think it was the console. I think... Yeah, I'm just dating myself. What he did at that time... Scoring that goal in the backhand. That was a moment. That was a real big moment. Again, we live in a time where we kind of forget things. We forget what happened yesterday. We don't care about what happened yesterday. You got to go back. I hope that, that that moment is talked about in high regard.
1: Yeah, that, I mean. That,
0: that day was crazy. Crosby came back and just tore it up.
1: Yeah, and that's probably, again, a, a forgotten moment of the decade that was really yeah. powerful, really special. And it was, it was was it was Crosby putting his stamp. And leading into basically saying, like, I'm here to stay and I'm here to kick some ass. And that's exactly what he did for the rest of the decade.
0: Bro, we didn't even talk about the golden goal.
1: Yeah. I guess we're talking
0: just about the NHL. But damn, bro. Yeah. That was crazy.
1: Hey, second best goal I've ever seen in my life, man. What can I say? Second
0: best goal you've ever seen in your life. What was number one?
1: Oh, it's was goal for sure. More emotion behind it for me.
0: I would say the nicest goal in the decade. Well, one of the nicest goals in the decade, and I'm doing this again because I'm from the West Coast and I speak highly of Henrik and Daniel because you will once again never see again, again, again what those guys did. Do you remember that goal in 2010 against Calgary where Daniel scored between his legs yeah. after receiving a pass from Henrik between his legs in a game where Henrik had to do what he had to do to win the the heart in front, ahead, I'm sorry, of guys like Crosby and Ovechkin in their prime. Yeah. So. You once again, this motherfucker beside me, who, who cheers for the Canucks, who loves the Canucks, put Chris Latang. Come at me. Let's go. Chris Latang in front of the Sidians. You could have he could have fucking bundled the two. Heck, you could have just used one name and people would have known you're talking about both. Yet you decided to put Chris Latang ahead of magic. But hey. it's okay. I'm proud of your list, man. That was fun.
1: Hey, come at me, man. Wingers and forwards are flashier. Defensemen don't get enough love. That's all me, man. That's all me. Mm-hmm. You know what? One thing I, I Do I got any more Sadine hate to throw my way? No, no, no. no. Okay. You know,
0: just doing it for the people, my people, my city. Yeah, fair enough. Okay.
1: You might not you might have noticed, but I didn't mention any goalies on the list. So I just wanted to ask you quickly who you thought oh my the God. best goalie of the decade was. Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah? Okay. Fair enough. I, I pulled the top five guys in wins. Uh Fleury led the way. With three eighteen, Pekareny Renee three zero six, Lunquist two ninety seven, Price two seventy seven, and Jonathan Quick two seventy four. Lunquist is a fair choice. I'd probably go with Carey Price. Less consistency. What a Canadian. Less consistency, but he was the only goalie this decade to uh, to win the Hart Trophy. Like just had that unbelievable That's a season. That's a moment.
0: That's so, a moment. That's a moment. It's um. Ha- has it always been like this, where goaltenders are not not really appreciated? As much as bit. they should. I, look, we went through a decade list, and, and Trevor watches a ton of hockey. I could I could guarantee that over the last 10 years, Trevor's watched close to a 1,000 games of hockey. <laughs> and, and that's no word of a lie. So for you to not to have a goaltender on the list, I don't know if it's c- because of a lack of research or because you really, really couldn't find a spot for him on this list. So Kerry Hart winning the heart. Kerry Hart, did I say that?
1: You okay, said Kerry Hart, yeah.
0: That'd be a nice name. Hey, well, well sounds, it kind of sounds like Carter Heard. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's peace volume. I, mean, I, I, I
1: thought about it, and obviously you could take a guy like Chris Letang off, right? Steven Stamkos, put a goalie on there. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, I don't it's know. Your it's your list. Just say it, man. It's your fucking list. You don't you don't owe anyone I shit. Honestly,
1: I honestly... It's your show. I did have a bit of a Stanley Cup bias, and I made an exception for Stamkos. I like the it. Goals.
0: I like the Stanley Cup bias. Hey, we're old now. We're adults. Championships matter. They matter. They only matter. So the list, if it, if it, if it's filled up with champions, I don't mind it, bro.
1: Yeah, that's why we play the sport, right? That's, they that's play the why sport. we play the sport. Yeah, we play, we play the sport. They play <laughs> the sport.
0: too. <laughs> hey man, hey, that's what's gonna take, man. Maybe for me to get back in the game, I just gotta think I'm one of these guys again. Yeah, man, you're a ball hockey champion. No, hey. it's, uh, you
1: can always climb the ladder. But yeah, look at these goalies, Flurry, uh, Flurry, and Quick of that list one cups. Uh Renee, Lunquez and Price didn't. So I don't know. Just, I just I struggled to to put one of them in the top ten. So that's why I wanted to ask you that here. But uh yeah, I hope there's some heat on that list. I hope you enjoyed some of the lists within a list. And um, what it's been a great decade, man. We've talked about it on a few episodes here uh, Kyle, yeah.
0: Kyle, any any closing words? Any closing comments? Yeah, do you go I over do. Anything man. else? Okay, I don't want. Okay, you know, okay I'll go okay, over something okay. right here. You know, we found our we found each other in the beginning of the decade, and we found our, each other again. You know, somewhere in the middle, and, and now we found each other together at the end of the decade. So, all I want to say is, I don't care how many kids you have. All right, I don't care if you have a fucking mortgage. All right, now I do care if you you treat Hannah right and make sure you take her out for dinner all the time, buy her flowers, do all those nice things. But we got to continue talking hockey.
1: Yeah, it's going to happen, man. Silky and Filthy, sipping on a 40, the Quickie. None of it's going anywhere on the Nux MisConic Network. Boom, boom.
0: It's going to stay. So keep on fucking listening. Hey, keep on listening. I, don't, I was about to swear at the listeners, okay? Can you just do me a favor, all right? Follow the network. Subscribe to the network. Once again, we see you listening to the damn product. If it's too hard to spell, let us know. All right, maybe we'll change this program to what? I don't know, the A-B- fucking the ABC podcast. I don't know. But we see you listening. Go find us. Show us some love. And that way we can do, uh, you know, do more things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what exactly. You know, nothing's really going to stop us from doing this. But don't stop me now. Don't stop such a good me time. now. I don't know what song you're singing. That's but make make a smile more. Subscribe to the playlist. Follow us on Twitter. Kyle Bown, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. That's Trev Beggs. You should be able to spell that. It's not a Hindu name, okay? It Trev is not. begs. And enjoy yourself. Happy holidays. Hey, Trev, you have a you have a good time in Australia, man.
1: I'm having a good time as you listen to this. So you filthy bastards, enjoy life. Well, I'm enjoying life in Australia. And we'll hear you next time.